0: Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for his glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. Bearing fruit is not an event. It is a process. Okay? Our theme is bearing fruit by engaging the law of productivity. Bearing fruit is not an event. It is a process. We live in a time and space where people like events. Little or sometimes, not much notice, little or no notice (laughs) is required sometimes for events people don't like to go through the process bearing fruit will not happen overnight it is a process process requires commitment process requires longevity process requires faith process requires leadership process requires resilience Process is over time. And if you try to short circuit the process, what that does is actually just make the process a little bit longer. I remember many, many years ago, my and father took me to the farm with him. He was planting you know, pea. And he gave me a whole container of pea and said put you know, put three in each hole. Take the hole, cover it back. And I was going on well but it seemed like it was not even touching the amount that was in the, the, the jar. It was seemed like I wasn't really getting on as fast as I wanted. So I started putting six just to get it over quickly, sometimes ten. Well, you know what? About a couple weeks after they started growing, and he asked me, how much? Did you put in the hole? Uh, and he asked me standing there looking at them, I couldn't answer. <laughs> he said, Now what you're going to do is to take out all the extra ones, leaving three in each space, and you're going to transplant them. <laughs> find other place to put them. The point I'm making is that if I had just done it right the first time, I wouldn't have to do it again because now I have to uh, dig and take out those then dig another hole, put in those that I take out so it made the process longer. If you try to short circuit the process, that will only make it longer. Moses Try to deliver Israel without going through the process and he had to run away 40 years after that God went to engage him process is a must in life so you can make 2022 the most productive year in your life thus far personally You can make 2022 the most productive year in your career. We can make 2022 the most productive year in this church. Together, we can do it. But the enemy will always try to distract you from what God is saying. However, you can't afford... To be distracted because there is just too much at stake. We have to go through that process of bearing fruit. The law of productivity. We said the theme is bearing fruit by engaging the law of productivity. And I want to remind you about the law of productivity for one moment. The law of productivity is something, uh, sorry, the law of productivity speaks to producing something of worth according to your God-given gifts and abilities. And then reproducing that product over and over and over again. So you start out by producing something according to your God-given ability. And then you reproduce that thing over and over and over again. That's how abundance comes. Any successful company that you know in the world, they produce a product and then they reproduce that thing over and over and over again. And the world needs it. What have you been producing in your life? What is it that you're working on producing? It doesn't matter what you're going through. Something special is inside of you waiting to serve the world. To serve the generations of your time. What is that thing? That's what we're aiming to pull out. As a family, we want to pull it out. Every human being has something special inside. That God deposited so that you can serve the world. And we believe that as we serve, we will see the God of abundance working on our behalf. Production is important. The production cycle is important to God. God always talks about production in one way or the other about producing something because he put that on the inside of you. So God is always interested in your delivery. The Bible says, as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Zion is the church. What are you working on producing? Did you know that every disciple that Jesus called was working? All the disciples that Jesus called was working. What does that mean? I mean, the production line was in order. When you're working, it's about producing something. The concept of working is to produce results. So even if you were not thinking about that, the reason why your company employed you is because they want you to help them to produce results, and particular results. So all the disciples that Jesus called was working. Not every work always translates into production, but the concept of work... Is about production. You can't produce if you ain't working on nothing. The first responsibility that God gave man when he created man was work. He put Adam in the garden to tend and to keep it. Work. We're going to read the scripture in John in a few moments. And in John, he said, If you are in me, and you ain't producing nothing, I will cut you off. It's another way of saying, I will fire you. Oh yeah, God fires people. He said, if you're not producing, I'll cut you off. And, and, and he's not even contented with just producing because he said, when you produce, then I prune you, so you can even produce more. We'll get into John. So, as a nation, as a church, as families, as individuals, the production line must be in order. You, you can't sit around on internet all day and don't work. the production line ought to be going. Maturity. Maturity is about functioning without supervision. That's the definition we will use for maturity. Maturity. Functioning, operating or being operational without supervision. If you don't have any supervisor at work, would you still complete the same amount of work? If there was no police on the road, would you still drive properly? Maturity is Functioning without supervision. If your parents were not at home, young people, children, would you still do your homework? Do you get it done? Do you still study? Maturing is operating or being functional without supervision. Operating properly without supervision. Maturity is not something you can hide. Because, as I said uh, some weeks ago, once you are engaged in public ministry of any sort, whether you prophesy, whether you read the scripture, whether you preach the word, whether you lead worship, you usher, whatever it is, if you are involved in public ministry of Any sort, your maturity, your level of maturity in God is on display. And sometimes people see that and say, that's not what I want. And you can't get upset with them because people have a right to choose what they want always on display so we want to take the initiative as we go through these next 4 months to function and demonstrate that without supervision so if you come the sanctuary first and something need to be fixed, sorted out, you do it. If you go home and something need to be attended to, you do it. Don't, don't wait on anybody else to come. Functioning without supervision. And I, I mean functioning properly without supervision. We lack that in our world today. But we are growing to new levels of maturity. And of course, maturity has new levels. Uh, uh, Sorry, different levels. Because as you grow into new levels of maturity, you look back at some things, and you say, why did I do that? It wasn't like it was a disaster, but you realize that things could have been done differently. So, now, at 40 years old, you look back at some things that you did when you were 25 and wonder, why did I do it that way? When I was 22 years old, I went on my first mission trip to Africa. And there are some things, when I look back now, at that time, I would want to take back that, some moments of that to fix some things. Maybe there are some relationships that you got engaged with. And when you look now from the perspective of your level of maturity now, you say, "Oh, in the world did I do that? So different levels of maturity will cause you to reflect on some things and make adjustments so that those things won't happen in your life again that now you can work without supervision and produce results. Let's read from St. John chapter 15. We're going to start at verse 1. I am the true vine, God speaking here, and my father is the husbandman. Jesus was speaking to uh, the folks and applicable to us. So he said, I am the true vine, the real, genuine vine, and my father is the husbandman." Verse 2, every branch, or he cuts off every branch in me that beareth not fruit. Remember I told you before, Jesus cuts off branches that don't bear fruit, that are not productive. That's what he said. He fires. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he take it away. And every branch in me that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. Every branch in me. I want to stop at a verse, previous verse for a moment here. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. I don't think uh, some people uh, get this, although we've read it over and over, and I, I'm talking about the body of Christ, generally uh, speaking. He said, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, we can't continue to work together. Because I am about production. The production line must be going. And then every branch in me that bear fruit, we're not even contented that, hey, you you produced something last year and that's the end of it. No. I'm going to purge that or uh, work on it so that it can produce even more fruit. That's speaking to the reproduction of the thing. Remember we talk about mature, uh, production uh, or the law of productivity being pro- uh, that you produce something and then reproduce the thing over and over and over again. That's exactly what it is saying. When you produce, it purge you, prune you, clean you up, fertilize you some more so that you can produce even more fruit. God is a God of more fruit. And the interesting thing is that we we love that too. It's just that we don't want to give God uh, what he's supposed to get sometimes. Because we have our orange trees, our mango trees at home, and the first crop might be a few mangos. But you take care of that thing and trust the Lord for the second crop because you know that more is coming on the second crop. God wants you to produce more fruit. And that's the mature, uh, maturing stage. When you produce more fruit, you cannot get um, contented with just producing the thing. you have to be inspired and motivated about reproducing the thing over and over and over again. That's why the Bible says, don't get weary in well-doing. For in due season, you shall reap if you don't faint. Let's read on. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot, cannot. The branch cannot bear fruit by itself, except it abide in the vine. It didn't say it might not. It says it cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. The branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. You know, the devil is a liar. And sometimes during our difficulties and challenging circumstances, the devil would want to lie to you that the only way to really produce something meaningful in your life is to do things that are not of God. He's trying to get you detached from God. He will try to do everything he can to cut you off from God. Because he knows that if you are detached from God, you cannot produce any food. That's what he says. He that um he said, without me, you can't do anything. Let's go back to the previous verse. He said, if you abide in me. He said, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot be a fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. So let's do what we can to go through that process of staying in God so that we can produce the results that God intended. The process is not always easy. Yes, sometimes we have to go through... Uh, some aspects of the journey that we would rather not go through. But the truth is, it will not be in vain. Because God is working in and through you to will and to do of His good pleasure. Yes. Success comes with a cause. If you abide in me, I will make it happen. Let's go to the next verse. I am the vine, you are the branches. Very clearly, he that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. You see that much fruit thing again? God is about much fruit. If you abide in me, uh, I I abide in you, the same will bring forth much fruit. for without me you can do nothing once you abide in me once you are consistent you are activating that production cycle and if that production cycle keeps going and going and going it's going to produce much fruit and fruit that will be a blessing if a man abide not in me He is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. It's about the cutting off. Next. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done. Praise God. I love that. But I want to go on to the next verse. Hearing, uh, Hearing is my Father glorified. That you bear much fruit. See that term again? Much fruit. So it's from bearing fruit, and then you prune it to much fruit. So herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. In other words, this is what glorifies my Father. This is how you bring glory to God. That's what Jesus is saying. By bearing much fruit. This is how you bring glory to God by bearing much fruit. Uh, did you connect with that? In other words, our traditional way of giving glory to God is gone through the window with that verse. So we come and start, give him glory. And he said, no, that's not how you give God glory. Hearing, this is how my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, not make much noise. Let's read it again. Hearing is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. The word glory comes from a Hebrew word named kabod. And it means the true essence of something or the true nature of something. The true nature or the true essence of something. In other words, when something functions at its Capacity at its best. That's how it bring glory to God. So when your orange tree is loaded with oranges and you go out there and you just see orange, oranges all over the tree or apples, that's bringing glory. That's bearing much fruit. It's functioning the way it is supposed to function. That's how you bring glory to God. So you will bring glory to God when you are walking in the things that God has called you to walk in. Herein is my Father glorified when you bear much fruit. So yes, there's a place to say thank you Jesus and all of that. But you cannot just sit down and bear much fruit or bring glory to God. You've got to become the true essence of what God intended you to be. I want to follow this up with a scripture in Psalm 24. Talking about the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. For he had founded founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods go on who shall ascend into the hills of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place he that hath clean hands and pure heart who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sown deceitfully he shall receive the blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation this is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob lift up your heads, O ye gates and be lifted up ye everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in now let's establish who is the king of glory we're going to go on to the next verse Who is this king of glory? (laughs) The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. You notice now that it's talking about the king of glory. And it starts to talk about the nature of God. The true essence of the person. It now starts to describe his might. And uh, what he's able to do. That is glory. When you're able to demonstrate the true essence of yourself. So it says, who is this king of glory? It didn't say the creator. Just say the creator. It said the Lord strong and mighty. The Lord demonstrating strength and his ability to win battles. The Lord mighty in battle. Let's go on. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. The Lord all of heaven's hosts. He is the king of glory. In other words, the Lord who demonstrates himself as Mighty, as able, as provider, as way maker, he is the king of glory. And God wants you to also know that he is the author and the source of you becoming your best, of the full essence of you being demonstrated. He's the king that enables you to minister in such a way that he is represented and lives are touched and transformed and all of that. That people see the essence of what is inside of you. He's the king that enables that. The king of glory is at work in your life this morning. morning. As I said before, maturity speaks to growing to new levels. As you grow to new levels, your perspective improves. Your perspective change sometimes. And as I said, you wish you could take back some moments because a part of maturing and growing into new levels is, be- is that your perspectives improve. So you can see things in a different way than you saw them five years before. And you can make better decisions. And this is why you have to keep growing in God, growing into new levels of maturity. Otherwise, you will make the same mistakes over and over and argue about what is wrong with that. Because there is no new perspective. Maturing is about growing into the different levels of maturity so that you can have the kingdom perspective on life and begin to understand that better and better and better with each passing day of your life so that you can be all that God wants you to be. Now, abiding, maturing, flourishing all speaks to growth. All of them entails growth. So irrespective of uh, what stage you are in, you never stop growing in God. You always put yourself in a position that you can become all that God wants you to be. You know, the enemy loves to sow thoughts that things are not working out and try, will try all he can to get you to disconnect from God. Because he doesn't want you to give glory to God. He doesn't want you to become the true essence of what God has created you to be. But if you continue to abide in God, the production line will stay activated. And I want to remind you also that the production line is not something you activate by a prophetic word. It's not something you activate by just mere confession. It's something you activate by abiding. And it leads into production. You activate the production line by continuing to abide. And that's one level of maturity when you can continue to abide. Because we know many people over time that have Uh, actually abided at one stage, but they, they did not continue. God wants you to continue to abide. That's one level of maturity so that you can activate the production line in the way that he wants you to activate it. Don't become distracted by what seemed to be working for somebody else. You have to stay focused on what he wants you to do. So many times, people become distracted. Not remembering that different people are at different levels of maturity. So just because something is working on a particular level for another person, don't mean that you are there yet it don't mean that you won't get there but you have to operate where you are and be consistent knowing that you will get there herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit and that your fruit should remain I believe today that it's not too late for any one of us to bear much fruit. Yeah, sometimes we get contented with just bearing fruit or just abiding. Those are stages along the way, but they were never intended to be parking stations. So of course you have to continue to abide. But God don't want you to just stay in the abiding phase all the day of your days of your life and never transition into the maturing stage. So yes, even when it seems like there is no excitement around you, you're still going to continue to be consistent in the things of God. You're still uh, going to continue. To practice the things of God. Now you're going to put the word of God in place. Even when no one is seeing you. So guess what? I still have, I don't only pray when I come to prayer meetings. Because I'm not looking to be seen. In my secret closet. That's why Jesus said, hey, get into your secret closet. And pray. And your father which sees you in secret will reward you openly. And if you can pray there, then when you come to public prayer, you will be able to pray. So we are in that place of looking to function without supervision. God is depending on you. He knows what He has put inside of you. He knows what you're capable of. He knows the excellence that is in you. And we're excited about what He has put inside of you. We've seen glimpses of what is in you. We're looking at you through the eyes of the Spirit. And we know that the thoughts that God has for you are thoughts of peace to give you a hope and a future. We know that in His eyes, Your future is bright. But now you have to bear that out. So today, I encourage you to take the initiative to practice those things that God has put in your heart without even anyone watching. Because the best days are ahead of us. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at fcfmontegobay and on Facebook at fcfmontegobay.